0: Well, good Monday morning, and you are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM and WLMW 90.7 FM. I was trying to decide whether I'm just going to let the Eagles play uh, because I love the Eagles and I love that song, but I guess... Um, You know, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. You're going to have to listen to me instead this morning. So we are here each and every Monday morning talking with nonprofits and community leaders about what's going on in Greater Nashua, people who are working hard day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. And I'm super excited today to have Carol Iman, who is going to tell me her title. I believe it's like Director of Programs or something along those lines at the Public Library.
1: Uh, Outreach Coordinator.
0: Outreach Coordinator. Well, how about like... I think director of programs sounds so much awesome. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I tell you, I was on an interview one, one time with, with these guys. It was the only time I've ever been on a Spanish language sort of, uh, bi- not even bilingual, Spanish language program. They translated mm-hmm. for me because I don't speak Spanish. Oh, okay. So they were interviewing me. They were, they were introducing me. They introduced me as Mike Affelberg, El Presidente <laughs> of United Way. And that I thought great. I thought, El Presidente. That's awesome. I'm gonna yeah. put that on my business card or something <laughs> right. like that. Right. So Carol's right. with the Nashville Public Library, outreach coordinator, and um, super active in sort of this transformation of the public library. The public library, you know, when I was growing up it was a place of it was a, it was a place where you went, you were quiet. <laughs> and you had to whisper, and you had to lose your use your inside voice, and there were books, and some of them were dusty, and it <laughs> smelled like paper and you know the public library and the and then the internet came along, and you know, that opened up the world of literacy and literature to you know to the masses well beyond the public library, but mm-hmm. it changed the way libraries are positioned in the community, and I think our library has been amazing at transforming itself, mm-hmm. and you 're a big part of that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do in your job, Carol, and um, what's going on at the library these days?
1: Okay. Um, Well, in my job, I oversee adult programs, um, and I also go out in the community, work with community groups, and um, make sure they know about the library, and I'm in charge of publicity and marketing for the library, which most people don't think a library does, but we do a lot of that.
0: Well I don't think most people think that um, nonprofits do that either, right. but uh, if you aren't if people don't know what you're doing, then you're not going to be relevant <laughs> right so it right. is very important so yeah. what what are some of the types of programs that you have are offering these days?
1: Um, well, we have our summer reading programs coming up actually Saturday. We kick off our summer reading programs, which are not just for kids, they're for babies, kids, teens, and adults. And we're kicking it off with Comic Nashua Library Comic Fest, which is an all-day. Um, people probably have heard of Comic Cons.
0: This so, is not the. This is like the third year you're doing that, right?
1: I think it's the fourth time we're okay. doing it. Yeah.
0: So is it like Comic Con where people show up in costumes oh, yeah. and like dressed like contests. Princess Leia and who yeah. knows what?
1: Yeah, and then we have a, what's called a cosplay contest where they're dressed up and they act out their characters. Uh, we also have a cosplay dating game where you. You may remember the old dating game on TV yeah. where you have a bachelor or bachelorette and and behind a screen, three people that they are thinking about having a date with. And so the whole thing is done in character. It's a lot of fun. Um, we have a couple of magic shows um, at the end of the day for the older. Uh, well, it's rated R, but we're showing the Rocky Horror Picture Show at six o'clock.
0: Hold on a second. How can you show the Rocky Horror Picture Show at six o'clock? That's I know, like a. That's got to be um, like a midnight movie all the time, right? right? right. I love the yeah, Rocky Horror. We
1: did show it at ten thirty, I think, oh, in the fall. But,
0: yeah, I remember yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. I so Rocky Horror is probably my all time favorite movie. I just love Rocky Horror Picture. <laughs> well, you should
1: come. We have props and everything, popcorn and everything.
0: <laughs> I love the props. Um, I've ne- I don't really dress up for the Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show, but I do love the. Props and I think it's mm-hmm. always interesting. you can see like first timers who've never been before, yeah. and they're like you know they don't know what what's going to happen. why are people spraying water on my right. head right. And, and why are people snapping wristbands? Yeah. What is this popcorn <laughs> that's flying through the air right. it's right. great,
1: yeah, um but that so comic fest is for all ages there's stuff going on in the children's room totally for kids and um there's photo ops. We'll have a photo booth and a green screen. Um, we have escape rooms that the family can do together. So, that, and this is all at the public. It's library? It's all at the library. Um, starting what Saturday, time? Is starting at twelve until seven o'clock.
0: That's fantastic. Do you have like a schedule yeah. available somewhere for all of that?
1: Yeah, um, it's on our website now. Um, yep. If you go to, um, well, there's a tiny URL. So t i n y u r l dot com. Slash, NPL like Nashua Public Library Comic Fest.
0: Slash NPL slash Comic, comic, comic fest. fest. Not slash, just Comic, uh, comic fest. fest. The I like to use those tiny URLs a lot as well. Yeah. So. Okay, I see. Very good. Yeah. Fantastic. So that sounds like a lot of t- fun, and there's no yeah. charge for admission at all. And there's or?
1: no charge. Um, the only thing you might want to bring some money for. We have three food trucks coming, so if you're there all day and you get hungry. You might want to um, get some barbecue, barbecue or some ice cream. Yeah, I see
0: that. Absolutely. That would yeah. be me for sure. So that's fantastic. So what yeah. a great idea. How many people have shown up to this event in the past? Um,
1: the first year we had about 300. Last time I think we had 500.
0: Wow. So, that's incredible. Yeah. Very yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. And do you dress up for this?
1: Um, I wear a Comic Fest t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> That's I have to really be known, identifiable as a staff member.
0: <laughs> I'm not super impressed with that answer, to be honest. <laughs> so what else is going on? That's the Saturday. Uh, yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, well,
1: and of course that kicks off our summer reading programs, which um, allow people to uh, log the number of minutes they read all summer long and earn raffle tickets or prizes like free books, um, maybe a coupon for free ice cream at Hayward's, um, actually for the kids the grand prize that raffle prize that somebody can win uh, is two bikes so you you can go to our website um yeah i'm not going to have it off the top of my head right now that, but i minute.
0: see your website has Here a great, it is. has a great events section also yeah. and shows pretty much everything that's going so, on so
1: so the um the url is nationallibrary.beanstack b e a n s t a c k org and that's the site where you can um set up an account for you or for your kids and go in and log the number of minutes that you read and after a certain number of minutes you earn a raffle ticket or a prize or um it'll tell you on the on the website there's also a beanstack app that people can download which mm-hmm. is really cool it lets you uh scan the barcodes on the back of your books that you read so you can keep a list of the books you've read or your kids have read um
0: and you don't need like a bar code scanner. You can probably just use a camera on your phone. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, yeah. So all those programs run through um, f- from Saturday until August seventeenth.
0: So that's also part of the Nashua Reads overall Nashua Reads program.
1: Nashua Reads is something a little different. That's ah, okay. when we choose a book each year, one book um, that we try to get everybody in the city to read. Yeah. Uh, we just announced it about a week ago. This year it's Lilac Girls by Martha Hall Kelly. Um, And that's the story of three women during World War II, a New York socialite, um, a teenager in Poland who works for the resistance, and a woman in Germany, a physician who works at a concentration camp, and how their lives intertwine. And it's all based on a true story, but it's a novel. Um, And the author is coming to the library on September 29th.
0: Oh, fantastic! So, and we'll have
1: some other programs um, concerning World War II in the fall, connected with that.
0: Is she going to be doing a little bit of reading when she comes, or is um, it just a signing? She, she's
1: going to do an inter, be interviewed, and okay. she may do a reading, and she'll certainly do a book signing. Yeah,
0: that sounds really great. So, yeah. what? A, how do you choose a book? Like, how do you? What's uh, the have a process. Well, there? the
1: friends of the library sponsor the visit of the author. So, um, there's a committee of about five or six of them and I'm on it and we read books all year long trying to make a decision. Um, we try to find a book that has a lot of meat that's something a book group would want to talk about because right. they are big customers. Um, we also try to find a book where we know the author is a good speaker and is willing to come to Nashua. And then another little twist that people may not think of, we want to take a, use a book that is available in different formats. So either a large print or audio book, um, Kindle so that people with visual so it's impairments, yeah, because yeah, we want everyone to read it. So it needs to be accessible to everyone. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All
0: right, that's great. Yeah. I love, I, I really, I really love that. Um, and I have not read that book and it, it sounds should. fascinating. It
1: is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then we also have our usual summer concert schedule coming up. That starts June 26th. So on Wednesdays at noon, we have indoor classical concerts. And then on.
0: That's the box lunch? The box lunch
1: series, right. Box lunch. You may bring your lunch if you like. Who um,
0: came up with that pun? Is that. that j-
1: For my time. It <laughs> sounds like a
0: Jen McCormick pun.
1: Oh, it's way before her time. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love it. Bo- this Box, <laughs> for those of you who are listening, have no idea what I'm talking about, but Box is spelled like Johann Sebastian Bach, B-A-C-H. Right. So it's a, and gra- it's a I great I don't think pun.
1: we have a corner on that. I've seen other oh, concert okay. series with that name.
0: It seems very clever, though. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so those there are six of those concerts on Wednesdays at noon.
0: Are those with the uh, Symphony of New Hampshire does that, or
1: um, no? Although many often Symphony New Hampshire players are okay. in the con- in the um, among the performers, yeah. And then on Thursday nights, starting June 27th, we have our outdoor concert series on the plaza at seven o'clock for five Thursdays, um, and that opens with the Veronica Robles Mariachi Band. You people may remember she was here two years ago it rained so it was inside downstairs in the chandler wing but she and her band are fabulous um so we're looking forward to having her back
0: and that's outside on the uh that's on, the plaza. on the plaza nice
1: yeah. people we suggest people bring a blanket or a, a lawn chair make themselves comfortable
0: can i ask you a question uh-huh. it's a random question that comes to my mind uh Parking at the library is a challenge. Where do yeah. people? Where, should, where would you suggest that people park when they come to all these events? Okay. So I usually just cheat and go to the Enterprise Bank lot. I'm hoping none of my <laughs> friends are listening to me.
1: You mean that lot that says no library park? <laughs> yeah, no,
0: yeah, that's the one. The one that's yeah. the one that says for Enterprise Bank customers, <laughs> and I we are Enterprise Bank customers, so I just sort of <laughs> use that. I, I sort Excuse of loosely me. interpret what that <laughs> sign means. But yeah, where would you suggest people go who well, aren't as stupid as that? Yeah, of
1: course, um, <laughs> there is the lot behind the library. Um, there's also a lot on Pearson Avenue. So if you if you're on Court Street going around when the library is on your right, mm-hmm. and as you have to bear left toward Main Street, right before you get to Main Street, you take a right, and there's a lot a public lot down there.
0: Okay, I thought that that little teeny lot, that's you're the little teeny lot you're talking about. I thought that was one where you can get towed. That, easily.
1: The, the one adjacent to Main Street is a city lot. Okay. You don't get towed. If you park at a meter or a yeah, kiosk sure. spot, you won't get towed they've now clearly marked where okay. not to park I, I know there was some controversy oh, in the paper big co- and FaceTime. Oh,
0: yeah absolutely well yeah. you know cuz because it was a tuesday afternoon and we were sick of talking about potholes, <laughs> so we talked about getting towed from the parking yeah. lot you know yeah. in nashville we all we'd never tire of these discussions right.
1: <laughs> um i will say that for our comic fest this saturday the people in th- at the building 30 Temple Street where the City yeah. Moose Cafe yep, yep, is. Yep, of course. They are they're the f- wonderful neighbors and they Yeah, the RJ agreed- Finley folks are great. Yes, yes, so they have agreed that during Comic Fest people can park in um their lot at 30 Temple Street. We just ask you to park in the lower one, not the not the upper lot by City Moose. That's for City Moose customers.
0: Sure, members, absolutely. But, um, so yeah, but the, so. there's a lot so the lot behind the library is probably the best one. Yeah. And I know during the holidays a b- good portion of that is also for free. But not Um it's free the...
1: on Saturday and Sunday.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. It is in all yeah. year. Yeah.
1: So the hours are <laughs> it's confusing. There are two zones in our lot. The ones the 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 places closer to the building are a little more expensive. I think they're 75 cents an hour. Yeah. Um the ones a little further away are 50 cents an hour. And those are unlimited time parking. The ones closer to the building are two-hour parking. So, I mean, it makes sense. If you're willing to walk a little further, you pay less. (laughs)
0: Sure, absolutely. No, I understand. So what else is going on?
1: Um, Sorry for that random diversion. No, some. Well, some of the more ongoing things when you were talking about how libraries have changed. We have a lot of um, community groups that meet in our relatively new meeting rooms down in the Chandler Wing. Um, So we have groups like the Chess Club. Um, We have, I'd say, three or four different um, language groups that Mm -hmm. meet, conversation. Well, you know about the um, Coffee and Conversation, which you guys uh, co-sponsor. That is for people new to the U.S. Right, people new to the U.S. can come and talk with native English speakers and practice their English and just learn a little about the community. We have a Polish group that... They're actually taking the summer off, but they've been meeting on Fridays at one all year, and they get between eight and 13 people each week who either talk no in kidding. English or Polish about Poland.
0: Really? No yeah. kidding. I had no idea that we even had a significant Polish community. Right. I mean, there's right. nowhere like, <laughs> there's the Polish American Club. Back yes, and right. I've never seen anybody go into it or, or come out of <laughs> right. it, yeah. but it's just, just sort of a building there. Yeah. So we actually have yeah. a community, which yeah. is fabulous. Right.
1: We have an Italian group where um, four or five people come every Wednesday at 2 and, and practice their Italian, and they Skype with somebody in Italy, mm-hmm. and they come faithfully every week. They've been doing that for five or ten years. Um, and we have a Spanish class on Tuesday mornings at 930 Nine thirty to eleven, so people are really interested in learning other languages. And
0: that wing is beautiful. That was it—the Chandler 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 wing, Chandler wing is yeah. really great. And some of—I know that it's not a big deal if you want to reserve one of those rooms for a, right. just meet with somebody at the library, and they'll help you. Yeah, out we
1: that. have the small rooms. You can pretty much either just come in, and there's one open, or the yeah. larger rooms you tend to have to book in advance. But there's no charge um, for that,
0: right? Right. Yeah. So the you also have a theater, a movie theater, yes. and most people don't know about that, <laughs> which I think is just so great that you yeah. have this like fully functioning movie theater in the library.
1: Yeah. We um, on Tuesday nights we take the summer off, but on Tuesday nights we show movies that are basically geared to adults. You call it cinema cabaret, and then once a month on a Saturday afternoon we'll have a family film in there. Um, Other outside groups show films, so the League of Women Voters last week showed the film Dark Money, Right. Um, and other groups have shown other films. There is um, one contingency, we we need to have public performance rights to show a film, we can't just bring in a DVD and show it. We actually, the Friends of the Library, pay for several licenses so that many, many films are covered, and other films you often can get the filmmaker to give you permission, but you just need to talk to us before you decide you're going to show a movie at the library. And is that where
0: you're showing Rocky Horror, down in the, yes. in the movie theater? Yes, right,
1: right. Yeah, and that's where during Comic Fest the magic show will be. Mm-hmm. Um, we have lectures in there, and outside groups use the room for um, their own programs, whether they have speakers come in or um, Toastmasters meet. There's two Toastmasters groups that meet uh, once a week or twice a month. Um, and practice their speaking public speaking at a podium in front of an audience so.
0: which is still one of the scariest things I think, <laughs> I think there's a statistic that says that like there are like two or three things that are the scariest high, most high stress things you can do in your life and mm-hmm. one, one of them is public speaking public speaking yeah. yeah and I think the other one is like getting chased by a great white shark or something but uh, so at the library these days um, of course you still, can get a library card. Library card is okay. free?
1: It's free if you live in Nashua, work yeah. in Nashua, go to school in Nashua, own property in Nashua, or retired from work in Nashua.
0: That's pretty open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> so if you and have it, any connection to Nashua, you're probably yeah. going to be able to get a library and card. And if
1: not, it's $60 a year, yeah. which yep. you know, in a few weeks of borrowing books or DVDs, you're going to Uh, you're going to get your money's worth. (laughs) And you also have
0: a lot of free resources, like you have some databases that people can use for doing research.
1: Right, genealogy Um, research, um, research for finding a job. Uh, We have something called Universal Class, which lets you take online classes. Many of them you can get continuing education credits for. Right. If you're a teacher or someone who needs that for your work. And Um, free Wi-Fi. And free Wi-Fi. Free computer classes. Um, Our newest one is... To how to use Alexa.
0: Oh, that is great. <laughs> Smart speaker. That's great. I need that. I don't have Alexa. My daughter has Alexa, uh, and I'm always trying to, like, hey, Alexa, don't play her bad music. Play mine instead. <laughs> it doesn't understand that command.
1: Oh, doesn't understand family quarrels. <laughs> no,
0: not at all. <laughs> but I'm afraid it's actually listening, though. Yeah,
1: right, right.
0: So, Carol, I think that's about all with the time we have, but there's okay. so much going on at the library these days and i would encourage anybody who is interested just to go to the library's website to learn more yeah. and that's um, pretty easy to find it's www.nashualibrary.org yeah. and uh there's there's a whole series there about everything from upcoming events to how to you know get um you know become involved with the friends of the library to um the uh, comic fest uh media all sorts of services this is just a ton of information there so Good. thank you so much.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Well, thank you for what you do, and I hope you have a great summer with all you your too. programs. Enjoy Comic Fest.
1: Okay. <laughs> Although
0: you have to dress up more than a T-shirt this time. <laughs> Come on. Think of it. You have a whole week to think about right. it. So. <laughs> all right, thank uh, you. Thank you. So you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. We're going to take a break um, here, and after the break um, we're going to be back with our second guest, which is Caitlin Robertson. She's going to be talking a little bit about the Cooking Matters program, which is a program of the New Hampshire Food Bank. Our show is brought to you by Edstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders, and we're so grateful for their support. We will be back in just a couple of minutes talking with the New Hampshire Food Bank. Hi, I'm Sean Burke, host of The Sean Burke Show, where I cover stories regarding national politics, current events, and economic
1: disruptions. Join me at 11 a.m. on Saturdays and 9 a.m. on Wednesdays right here on WSMN 1590.
0: Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments including active adult communities. Visit us at EdstoneProperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on under- facebook and follow us on twitter that's 603-889-5208 since 1930 united way of greater nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health education and financial stability of every person in every community when a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest
1: of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 0008. That's 603
0: 891 0008. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Appleberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSMN 1590 a.m. and WLMW 90.7 FM. Each week we talk with a couple different nonprofits about what they're doing to make our communities stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. We do that so that you can learn how to connect with their services, but also so you can learn how to give back if you want to donate your time or your money. Um, Of course, you know one of the ways we, you would know how to do that is just by listening into our show. So we're joined this morning with our second guest of the day, and that's Caitlin Robertson. Caitlin is a program coordinator for the Cooking Matters program, which I know it's a complicated sort of organizational structure. Let's just say Cooking Matters is a program of the New Hampshire Food Bank. Um, which is, in fact, a program of New Hampshire Catholic Charities, which is all a way of saying Caitlin works really hard to help our community to learn about um, healthy eating and healthy food habits. Is that about the sum and substance of it?
2: Yeah, it sounds like you got the puzzle pieces kind of placed together, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: and try and um, if you would mind, Caitlin, try and talk straight into the microphone, maybe an inch or two away. That way, our readers, our listeners, our readers, our readers will hear you loud. If we you know. Our listeners will hear you better if you do that. So, um, Caitlin, welcome to the show. I know during the break, we were talking about, um, you know, my daughter and you hosted one of the, your programs over at Dr. Crisp Elementary School. She's the program coordinator, um, for over there for the 21st century program. And, uh, she, I heard from it from her side. She said, you guys are great. It was awesome. What did you do over there?
2: Um, Yeah, so we hosted a Cooking Matters for Kids series, which is a six-week-long program that meets once a week for two hours, and the kids get a little nutrition lesson and then some hands-on culinary. So throughout the two hours, they talked again about nutrition, and then they cooked a meal together. So um, it's always really fun with the kids' classes. They get to use um, a lot of stuff that maybe their parents aren't quite ready to use at home, so we give them that experience with a a lot of supervision. Um, and then intense safety. Um, We're really, really strict on the safety rules, but we teach them how to safely cook within the kitchen and how to make a healthy meal. And one of our goals with kids' classes especially is to introduce foods that they might not love initially um so we really want to get them out exploring and a lot of that is through introducing fruits and vegetables in ways that maybe they've never had them before to find out like oh i don't like raw broccoli but when it's cooked like this or when it has this sauce on it i do really like it or um you know some of the fruits that maybe are a little more exotic we try to bring in and just to make it more fun for them
0: yeah that's absolutely true and so great because little kids you know it's it's, it's hard when you become an adult, you get these habits and, you know, one of those can be like, I don't eat carrots. Right. You know, and that's of course not true. There's like 50 different ways to cook carrots, eat carrots. You can eat them raw. You can make them into carrot cake. Like, who doesn't love carrot cake? I love carrot cake. <laughs> of course, there's other ingredients <laughs> in carrot cake that might not be great. Um, but, you know, there's just a million different things you can do with, 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 with food. And just to say, I don't eat carrots, well, you're just sort of, going to make yourself blind to a whole world of culinary delights.
2: It's so true. And we really um, want to start that not just for the kids, but in our other series as well. So we do have the kids' classes, but we also have um, classes for teens, parents, families, and adults. And the theme throughout all of those is like, well, you think you don't like this, but try it one more way this time. Um, And one of those fun facts is just that for a lot of people, it takes – Trying something thirteen times before your taste buds have determined that you really like it or don't like it um, so for for parents that can be really frustrating in the beginning like i don 't especially if you 're on a really tight food budget, so mm-hmm. purchasing something that you don't think your kids are going to eat when in the end you just want to feed them, so we try to to help with that like well. Keep reintroducing it. Don't give up on it. And if there's anything we can do to um, bring it into class to show you different ways to prepare or introduce it or talk about it, um, that can be a really good way for, for families to introduce those habits to. And we really encourage parents to be kind of the model there. So if you say, ew, gross, I'm not going to eat this, your kid is 100% going to say, ew, gross, I'm not going to eat this.
0: Right. Right. I think about the challenge of of a place like the Dr. Crisp Elementary School, which is an extremely diverse school. A lot of different kids from a lot of different cultures. Um, Just the challenge of the cafeteria trying to put together food that's both healthy and that is the lowest common denominator that every kid will eat. You know, it can't just be pizza and chicken nuggets, right? Of course, every kid will eat pizza and chicken nuggets, but that's just not going to be healthy day in and day out.
2: Right. Yeah. And And that is, it's really fun to bring those cultures together in a class so that, you know, it's not, our classes aren't just us at the top of the classroom just speaking at people. We really want it to be led by the participants. So we try to encourage if there's another, um, if someone wants to share something from their culture, to bring those in and and share with their recipes that they have as well. Um, So we try to kind of integrate the group together so it's more of a facilitated discussion and, and lessons learned from everyone at the table and not just us at the top.
0: So besides um, kids' classes in the schools, um, maybe could you talk a little bit about some of the other programs that you've led in the community that people might not be aware of?
2: Yeah, so um, we've done a couple of classes. We've partnered with Justin at Nashua and he's been such a great advocate and and champion for our programming. Um, But he has helped us uh, identify areas, and he'll help us recruit participants We've been having a couple of classes um, at First Church here, which has a marvelous kitchen in the basement, and they let us use that, which is so amazing. Um, A lot of times we have a classroom space similar to the elementary school art classroom or Anything that has a sink really and a three prong plug. Um, so when we get to use a full kitchen, it's always a really a treat. Um, so <laughs> yeah, as
0: opposed to like an easy bake oven yeah, and, exactly. and a crock pot. Yep, yeah. Right. So
2: it's a lot of hot plates and toaster yeah. ovens. Yeah. Um, so when we get to have a full functioning oven, it's really exciting.
0: But an easy bake oven, you've got to admit, only in America can you cook with a light bulb.
2: True. Yeah. That It, it is an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: except don't try it with an LED cuz those don't work at all. Yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't
2: get that heat as they, as much as you want. That's yeah. That's right. Um but yeah, so we've had a great success partnering um having them host our classes well as a location and then Justin is really great at, at recruiting from around the community to find people to come to the, our classes and I think um we're in the process of getting one scheduled com- coming up this later um summer for uh spanish-speaking parents or families i can't remember which one it is um parents or families but spanish-speaking um which we're really excited for because we haven't been able to offer as many spanish-speaking classes and we'd really like to help that community as well um so there's a lot of resources there available as well we're really excited about um and then the boys and girls club of nashua has been another really great location for us we've done a kids class there and we have a teens class starting there this week which is really exciting um and that's always been a great site and they're so uh welcoming to us over there. I've I've not had a lot I was there before Jasmine left, who was yep. the the food service person for the kids, and she was so amazing and instilled such great things there. Um I'm so excited to go back to to the boys and girls club because they have such a great culture. I've never been at a boys and girls club that's right so welcoming and so supportive. The kids were so great. Um, So I have a lot of uh, high hopes for this team's class as well. There's a lot
0: of energy over there, too.
2: They are very active, yeah.
0: Every time I've been over there in the afternoon, I'm just, I'm like overwhelmed because there's just kids everywhere. Yeah. And they are full of energy after school, especially.
2: They've got a lot to burn, yeah. So we we would try to do a little uh, walking, interacting in the early part of our class to get some of those jitters out, but... I was there one day for a class, and they were having a karaoke contest or some kind of karaoke yeah. event at the end. And I could not believe how supportive the room was for some of the um, kids that were uh, working out their musical skills. Uh, it was it was pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> so, Caitlin, tell me, um, how can the public get involved? Is are there ways for the public to get involved in supporting your program, either as uh, uh, volunteers or donating donating to your program. How can how can people support this?
2: So our programming is um, run on. Om- it's a coordinator, a staff person like myself, and then the rest of the class is led by volunteers. So we are always on the hunt for new volunteers. And we love all the national volunteers that we've had, but it's you know growing. Our classes are growing in the area, definitely. Um, so those would be people who have an interest in nutrition or culinary, and you don't have to have a certification or formal schooling in it. It's more right. of if you have an interest and you're willing to, to support us and want to show up to class. Um, it's kind of a commitment. It's six weeks, so if you have that available and you want to come once a week and, and you get to a free meal out of it, which is always exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun. We build a great community, a community out of the classroom space. And, um, so we have culinary nutrition instructors and then we have a class assistant. And that's someone that just kind of helps us keep the class organized and going. They stay on top of the dishes. They help, um, right. show people where the equipment is or, um, you know, if you need a measuring spoon and how to identify these. And it's just a, a, That we kind of call them the background or the backbone of our classes so um, those are the main three roles that we have but we're always looking for other um, if you have any interest at all there's other ways that we can get you involved um, if it's helping out in our office entering data or um, just helping us recruit for classes is another great way putting information out around the community of where we can find participants who are interested in joining the classes.
0: That's pretty great. So if you're interested in food and you're interested in, in, uh, helping the community to learn more about healthy eating and healthy cooking. And, you know, sometimes I'm over a little bit overwhelmed once in a while when I go shopping with my, you know, I go shopping with my wife. I'm not allowed to like actually do the shopping. I'm just along for the ride typically. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll go wandering around, and sometimes I find myself in the fruits and vegetables department, and I have no idea what half of the food is that's there. And I'm always fascinated, like, what is this strange-looking little vegetable, and what do you do with it? And and this is probably a pretty great way to learn those things.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's great for our volunteers to join in on that, too. Okay. Um, another piece of our programming is tours. So we do yep. go go to the grocery store and walk through all the aisles and talk about um the unit prices, or how to read nutrition facts labels, or how to identify whole grains. And that's a it can be really intimidating to go to the grocery store. So we try to um, help with those anxieties and, and help navigate it to you can make the most healthy choices and stretching your food dollars as far as possible. So that's, um, yeah, great segue.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So um, if somebody wanted to get, bring one of your their, their programs, your programs to them, mm-hmm. um, let's say somebody was at the uh, senior center and they said oh this is great we should bring this program to our community here how would they do that
2: yeah um so they could contact me at the new hampshire food bank um and my email is k robertson r-o-b-e-r-t-s-o-n at nh org. yeah um i will say that we emphasize for young families so our priority audience is parents of children between the ages of zero and five um but you know we do programming for for others as well (laughs)
0: Yeah. And so they would just they would just um reach out to you and say, Hey, we'd like to put something together. Can we do something?
2: Yeah. So they'd reach out to me and let me know that they're interested and then I would um kind of find out what their qualifications are. So we're targeting low income populations primarily. Um and then they would send an application to me and we'd go through an agency packet uh, talking about all the information that we'd need to host the class. Um, There's some safety things in there, making sure the liabilities are all in line. Of course. Um, But yeah, and then we could schedule it and host it and everyone will have a blast.
0: That sounds fantastic. How did you get into this line of work?
2: Um, it's really interesting. I actually have a background more in conservation. Um yeah. and so I did my undergrad was focusing more on conservation and, and um actually in developing countries, so less yeah. in the US. Um and then I came back and I was an AmeriCorps member. Um, Are you familiar with AmeriCorps? I
0: am familiar with AmeriCorps, absolutely. So
2: I came back, um, and it was stateside after a stint in Mm -hmm. um, Nepal and Costa Rica, and I decided that I wanted to focus more on my community and my country. So I did um, AmeriCorps in Minnesota, Um, and from there I kind of traveled around and did a few AmeriCorps programs, and then um, through that I ended up in Florida, and I was working for a – homeless services center in the kitchen. I don't know how I got that job. Yeah. Um, but my job was to recruit volunteers to come and cook and I started, you know, I had to really focus on my own nutrition and so I was like, well, I really want to help these vulnerable populations access more fresh fruits and vegetables. So um, I did a lot of work Get, gaining more of those right. into the meals that we were making um in the south a lot of people want to provide comfort food which is great but i i tried to bargain like if you do fried chicken could you do it with a side <laughs> of collard greens <laughs> I,
0: uh, oh you're that person yeah yeah you I, can I, have I, the chicken fried chicken but you need to eat your collard. but yeah, you do you, your uh, we have to at least I offer get, the greens i get it
2: <laughs> so that really um put me on a campaign of education because we had a lot of Um, persons within that group that needed it.
0: That's fantastic, Caitlin. I love that. So the music means we're out of time. You did a great job today, and I love the work that you're doing at Cooking Matters. Um, uh, It's really a fantastic program. Thank you for your partnership and bringing this work to our community. Yeah, thank you. You can learn more about Cooking Matters at cookingmatters.org. And um, if you forget that, then just call me at United Way and uh, ask for Mike, and I'll connect you to Caitlin and Cooking Matters. So we're about out of time. Um, next week, we're going to be back for um, interviews with Henry Harris, who's at Southern New Hampshire Services, and we're going to talk with them about their summer food program for the community. And we're going to also talk with some of our friends, Cynthia and Donna, at Greater Nashua Mental Health. Um the week from Friday is Over the Edge. I forgot to mention that, but we have our big Over the Edge event at the Brady-Sullivan Tower. Sponsors including Brady-Sullivan, Boston Billiards, St. Joseph's Hospital, Bar Harbor Bank, OptiLine, akavi McLean Middleton, and Elliott Health. We're really looking forward to that. Next up is Suzanne Koperniak in the Village Network. You're listening to the United Way Community Connections Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. You're listening to 1590 WSMN Nashua. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The Trump administration insisting that Iran was behind the attacks this past Thursday on a pair of oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman. U.S. Republican Senator Tom Cotton says it should be answered with a military strike on Iran. We can make a military response in a time and in a manner of our choosing, but yes, unprovoked attacks on commercial shipping warrant a retaliatory military strike against the Islamic Republic of Iran. Cotton speaking on CBS has face the nation. Meanwhile, some Iranian lawmakers are blaming the U.S. for the attacks. The Speaker of Iran's parliament saying the attacks on the tankers quote seem to complement the economic sanctions against Iran. Proceedings to get started today in San Diego in a war crimes court martial of Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher, who is accused of